Welcome to The Bomar Show. We are your hosts, Josh and Sarah Bomar. We hope this podcast will motivate, educate, and entertain you. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to The Bomar Show. We are on episode 12, and I'm coming at you again with another solo podcast. And I'm really excited about this one because I put up a poll on my Instagram the other day, just reminding people about being motivated when it comes to their diet. And then I started asking people, why do you think you fail on your diet? Or why do you fail on your diet? And I put up the little box question thing on my story, and I literally got so many responses that it honestly made me wonder if anyone is really perfect on their diet. And of course, the answer is going to be no, no one is 100% perfect. But I scrolled. I didn't even read them. I was just scrolling to get to the bottom. I scrolled for eight and a half minutes. Eight and a half minutes is a long time to sit there and scroll and scroll and scroll. If you don't believe me, start now and scroll for the next eight and a half minutes. And that is how many responses I received when it comes to why you think you fail on your diet. And once I finally got to the bottom, I think I read about two or 300 of them. I kept seeing the same things over and over and over again. And the most common thing that I saw was cravings. So I thought, what better way to respond to the overwhelming response of the craving debacle, the craving, I don't even know the word, but the the craving nemesis of diets and why, what cravings are, why they come about, what, what could they mean? Why do I get them? Why does why do I think some other people don't get them and I am I'm only one on planet Earth to get cravings. I'm here to tell you. You are not the only person on Earth to get cravings. That's something I want to make very very clear when it comes to this podcast. I think a lot of people on Instagram see other people on Instagram or social media or on magazines or TV and they're like, "Oh, I bet she doesn't ever crave chocolate like I do." No, no. We all crave chocolate. We all crave sweets. We all like pizza. We all like sushi. We all like all the foods. So I just want to make that very, very clear that just because someone might have the body or the image or, you know, whatever that you want doesn't mean that they also don't go through the same things that you do. It's just the way that we combat them and get through them. So I wanted to talk about the difference between hunger and cravings because there's a huge difference. And I think a lot of people, oh, I'm craving this. No, you're not. You just like it and you see it. So you think you're craving it. So I want to go through what it means when you're actually hungry versus when you're having a craving. So I watched Thomas DeLauer's YouTube video on this because I think he did a really good job of explaining how you, why you are hungry and the reason for hunger, which is obviously survival. So I wanted to sum up what he talked about in his YouTube video. So like I said, let's talk about what happens when you're hungry and then what what happens when you have a craving. So when you are hungry, it is your body's signal to survive. Obviously, you don't survive if you are not eating. So there is a hormone stimulant area of your brain that tells you to turn on or off hunger signals. And fat and sugar can also trigger chemistry in your brain that triggers signals to crave something. So we've all heard, 
you you are what you eat. You crave what you eat. If you're not eating it, you're not going to crave it. And that is a thousand percent the truth when it comes to cravings and the foods that you ultimately are desiring. So back to hunger. The nerve responses start in the brain and then the brain releases two proteins, neuropeptide Y and AGRP. I'm abbreviating all of these because I don't want to bore you guys. I just want to give you like the basic scientific science of being hungry. All right. So you're hungry. Your brain releases these two proteins. There is a neuron that sits right next to the neurons that release the hunger protein, and that is MSH. And this tells you to stop being hungry. So you've got two proteins that tell you that you are hungry. You've got one that says no, it's called MSH. So why are you hungry? There are only two reasons. Your stomach is empty and your body is empty. That's why you need to eat. Your stomach needs food. So once your stomach is empty, your stomach releases ghrelin, which I'm sure all of you guys have heard about. And that travels to the brain to trigger your two protein releases to say, to tell your body, Hey body, I'm hungry. It's our bodies are an electronic electric magnetic field. Once those are released, these electrons and neurons are firing and snapping and you're suddenly hungry. You need to eat. This is not a craving. This is I'm hungry. I need to eat now, or I'm not going to survive. So keep going on with Thomas DeLauer. CCK is then produced in the small intestine and tells you to stop eating. So you've, you've got your hunger, then you start eating. And then CCK is produced in your small intestine at the top part because it's connected to your stomach. If we all remember biology from high school and that tells you to stop eating, that is basic hunger. Obviously our bodies are incredible and there's a lot that's going on in there, but the difference between being hungry and having a craving is totally different. So Hunger obviously has to do with food that's in your system and how much blood sugar is in your system. Now, when it comes to cravings, that has nothing to do with true hunger, nothing at all. Whenever you have a craving, it's more of a dopamine release. Now, I will say later in the podcast, I am going to go through, if you are craving something, something else might be going on, such as deficiency in something, yada, yada, yada. But at the most core level, cravings, All they are is just a dopamine release. So dopamine makes us feel good, as you all know. It's the same as having a recreational drug. Food is a drug for a lot of people because that same response occurs when you have your favorite food and you get happy and you're so excited and you see the waiter coming with your meal and you're just, you're thinking about it and you're all you're thinking about all day at work is, oh, it's it's Thursday and I'm going to go watch the game with the boys and we're going to have wings and beer and I'm you're you you get so happy just thinking about the food that you are going to eat later because you're craving it and you're craving that dopamine release. So, there's actually a super interesting study um done in the Journal of Neuroimagery where they hooked up cat scans, I don't even know things to people's heads where they took very full people, they fed them, made them full The people said, yes, I'm full. I don't need any more food. Hooked these things up to their brain, did an MRI scan, and then they had them think about foods that they liked. Pizza, cookies, cake, candy, sushi, whatever the the case may be. That MRI actually showed the same portion of their brain reacted in the same way as someone who is using a recreational drug. So that's just what's so crazy about how we associate food and the way food makes us feel and unfortunately, the more you give in to dopamine, the more you want to experience it. So it it's crazy how much food is truly like a drug. And unfortunately, 
the more dopamine you have, the more immune you become to it. So then you need more and more and more. And it's almost like you need a fix when it comes to the food that you are craving. And it's super interesting too. The lack of dopamine can cause, can be caused from stress and sadness, but it can also cause stress and sadness, which is wild. So there are a few ways to combat protein. One way is to get more, or I'm sorry, combat cravings. One way is to get more protein and more aminos in your diet, specifically tyrosine, which is an amino. You can supplement with it. Um, A lot of protein powders and aminos have it in them, so you don't have to worry about that. But it is a way to combat cravings. Another way is to take probiotics. Different strains have been shown to encourage dopamine utilization. So that means when you're actually having these cravings and you give in to them and you have certain foods, you're actually utilizing the dopamine better. That way you are quote unquote getting your fix. So taking probiotics, our Bomer Nutrition Probiotics has these two strains that have been shown to help with dopamine utilization. Then another way to combat cravings is to keep your magnesium levels high. Okay. I know I just threw a bunch of stuff at you guys, but I did want to to give you the science, quote unquote, the very short science behind hunger and then the quote unquote science behind cravings. So let's talk about different things. Like like I mentioned, if you guys do have common cravings, this is very important. So this is something that I've been researching for a while, something I find super interesting because we all kind of crave the same things and you crave things throughout the month or the year differently. And in my mind, like it almost has to mean something. And what's so cool about the human body is that your body will actually tell you what you need. So if you've ever been sitting there, you're like, man, I'm craving like carrots or something, you know, it's your body's way of telling you that you might need those vitamins in the carrots or the cucumbers or the peppers or whatever you're craving. Obviously a healthy thing. <laughs> I don't know many people are like, oh, those darn carrot cravings. It is just very interesting that your body is very good at knowing what it needs in that moment. And then it knows what food actually has those things. The same thing happens in nature. It's really cool. So if you often are craving soda or pop, there are two common things that this could mean. It either means you are craving caffeine or you are calcium deficient. So the unfortunate thing with soda or pop is that carbonated drinks have sulfuric acid, which can, can I'm sorry, which can leach calcium from your bones, which is not good because then that, that carbonation and that acid is taking stored calcium from your bones and leaching it. And that's when we have the osteoporosis. That's when we have bones breaking much easier. So I highly recommend if you do drink a lot of diet or even just regular pop or soda, if you are having more than two a day, I highly recommend getting tested for your calcium and your calcium levels. And you can obviously eat calcium rich food, or you can supplement with a a calcium supplement. And then if you aren't craving soda for the caffeine, obviously you could replace it with a quote unquote alternative of tea or coffee, just something that isn't as bad for you. I'll never say that you have to cut out soda completely, but just make sure that it's not your primary source of liquid throughout the day. You do want to make sure that you're obviously getting at least a gallon of water in a day. One soda or pop is not going to kill you as long as you're still getting your, you know, your, your diet is still high in calcium and you're still maintaining that healthy aspect of your liquids. So another one that I'm sure you guys have heard, if you crave ice, 
you might be deficient in iron or anemic. So it's super interesting as well. The process of chewing ice causes increased blood flow to the brain. And when you're low in iron, you actually have a decrease in blood flow to the brain. So it's our body's way of saying, hello, please get me tested for iron. And then iron supplements do have to be prescribed from your doctor. Another one that a lot of people crave a lot is chocolate. And again, with all of these, this this doesn't mean, oh, I like chocolate, so maybe I'm deficient in X. No, it means if you literally are sitting there and your body is craving these foods or yearning for these foods, that's when we might have something else going on. So if you feel that you need chocolate, you might be deficient in magnesium. So again, foods high in magnesium, almonds, cashews, chia seeds, chickpeas, flax seeds, um, lots of seeds, pumpkin seeds, the whole nine yards. Highly recommend supplementing with magnesium and seeing if that helps with the chocolate craving. There also has been a lot of studies to show that chocolate actually releases dopamine and serotonin, which if you are, you know, sad, depressed, whatever the case may be, that chocolate might be an outlet for you to get those chemical releases and quote unquote feel better. So um, we all crave sweets. Me especially, I feel like that's my downfall. And it's been again shown that lack of quality sleep can really heighten those sweet cravings. So there was a study that compared two groups of people and one group got one hour less of sleep a night and their cravings increased drastically for sweets, which is very interesting. So definitely make sure that you're getting high quality sleep because, I mean, there are so many benefits to sleep outside of just not having sweet cravings, but you really want to see if your sweet cravings are caused by lack of sleep. Make sure you're getting good, solid, sound sleep. And then the last one, if you're craving something salty, you might be deficient in fat, which is very interesting, or salt. So highly recommend using pink Himalayan salt, um, having, you know, cucumbers with pink Himalayan salt on them, almonds, popcorn. And then you do want to figure out if you're craving the, if, if what you're craving is the salty part of it or the crunchy part of it. So now that we've gone through more of the heavy stuff. We've talked about what hunger is, what cravings are, and what cravings could actually mean. I wanted to go through and talk more about like personal anecdotes and just personal things that I have done to help me, Sarah Belmar, with cravings. The first thing, obviously one, knowing everyone has cravings. I know it sounds silly, but to know that you aren't alone in something can be very refreshing. That way you know that other people go through it and other people have gone through it and then you don't have to walk alone. So another thing that's really helped me is just to keep everything out of sight and out of mind that I crave. So I know that I crave donuts and I know that I really don't have much control around donuts. Do I want them 24-7? No, absolutely not. But if there is one in front of me 24-7, then there's a 100% chance I'm going to eat it. We are very, very, very visual creatures. Very visual. So if you know you crave something or if you know you overeat on something, which is going to be a different blog, overeating and binge eating is going to be another blog. But if you know that you cannot control yourself around a certain food, Cheez-Its, Pop-Tarts, donuts, whatever, don't buy them and don't keep them in the house. I want to tell a story. It's story time. A few weeks ago, 
Josh and I were driving home from Illinois, and one of our favorite things, as you guys know, is to stop at gas stations and get fun gas station snacks. For this particular day, we both said, you know what? It's been a really long day. It's been a long week. We're just going to take a break on our diet. We had it planned. We knew we were going to the gas station, and we were really excited about it. And fight me on this if you think that I am wrong. Josh loves zebra cakes. Loves zebra cakes. There is no better zebra cake than Christmas tree zebra cakes. I think it's the crunchy sprinkles on it. It's like the best crunchy sweet snack ever. So we're in the gas station. We see the Christmas trees. We got to get the Christmas trees. And of course it's four for $3. I don't know how they make a food for like 75 cents. It blows my mind. Anyways, so we buy the four for three. He eats one on the way home. I eat one on the way home. We're both like, eh, the other two, we really didn't want them. We'll just put them in the cupboard, put them up high. That way no one can see them. The fact that I know those zebra cakes are in there make me crave them and just want to eat them. But now if they weren't in there, would I ever say, all right, self, let's drive to the store and buy the zebra cakes? No, absolutely not. So that's what's so important when you have food. And I know it's not always possible, especially if you have children, if you are entertaining, if maybe you are dieting, but your husband is not or vice versa, or you have older kids in the house, whatever the case may be. I know it's not always as simple as just saying, oh, we'll just don't buy it. But if you know you crave something, but another person in your house wants it, maybe ask them to hide it from you or put it in a different part of the house because you're not eating it anyway. So what does it matter where it sits? So that's just a suggestion for you guys. If you know that, you know, you have something that you can't control yourself around because I definitely, I definitely feel your pain there. So that's another thing. Don't buy the food that you crave. I know we all hear it. You never want to go to the grocery store hungry, but my goodness, do those freaking companies in the grocery store know how to market. Their flavors always look amazing. They know how to get you and they know how to reel you in. So what I've been doing for the past few months is actually doing all of my grocery shopping online. That way I only buy what I need and I'm not buying things impulsively just because I see them at the grocery store and, oh, that's a new flavor or, oh, I'm tempted to have that because I'm fasting and, you know, I'm, I'm hungry and I'm here and it looks really good. And so I highly recommend, it saves so much time too if you grocery shop online and ours actually delivers right to our house. So that's a great way to just make sure that you're only buying what you need and it might also save you some time and money. So another thing when it comes to cravings, I never like to view food as healthy or unhealthy. The only unhealthy thing about food is the quantity in which we are consuming it. I'll say that again. There is nothing healthy or unhealthy, period. The only thing that is unhealthy is the quantity in which we are consuming food. So I hate the, I hate the whole, oh, this is a healthy alternative. Well, it's not healthy if you're still eating 5,000 calories of it, Sharon. So when it comes to alternatives, that's what I love about the products that we have made over at Bomer Nutrition. That's what I love about the recipes that our athletes create. That's what I love about the recipes in my cookbook is that it is lower calorie options or lower calorie alternatives to foods that you might be craving. And then once you have that, you're like, oh, I'm good. I wasn't I wasn't really craving X, Y, and Z. I was more just craving the experience of eating it, if that makes sense. So we're just going to keep, we're just going to keep going right down my list. If you, obviously no one is watching this because I'm not like filming it, but I'm just crossing things off of my list on my phone. 
So my last, not my last, my next tip is to log your food, track your food, track your macros, track your calories, whatever you do. If you've never done it before, don't be intimidated by it. There's a lot of YouTube videos out there. A video on how to do it comes with our meal plan, but I only recommend doing this well, I recommend doing it for a lot of reasons, but in this case, I only recommend doing it. That way you can actually see the calories that are in the food that you are craving, because if you're eating it, you should be logging it. So if you're not going to be proud to log it, then you shouldn't be proud to eat it. And there's obviously going to be a difference with treat meals or planned refeeds. This isn't always the case, but if you see the calories that are in that cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factor and you're like, oh my God, it's 1,100 calories. One, how do they fit 1,100 calories in a cheesecake? I will never know. But if you actually see those calories and you see the, the number of fat and sugar and carbs, and not that you should fear things, but just knowing and being educated and understanding how many calories are in something could really help deter those cravings in my opinion. And another one that I recommend, obviously, is to have a good relationship with food. And if you feel that you don't have a good relationship with food or if you overeat or if you are a clinical binge eater, you definitely want to stay tuned for one of our next podcasts because that is what we are going to be really diving into. But a better relationship with food will allow you to keep the Cheez-Its in the cupboard and measure out a portion and only eat that portion and know, okay, self, I have logged one portion of Cheez-Its. I think it's 27 crackers. I'm going to eat that and I'm going to measure it out and then I'm going to log it and then I'm not going to think about them again because I know I don't have to restrict food. All I know is that I have to restrict my portions. So once you have that portion control, better food relationship, you don't have to avoid all of these quote unquote bad or unhealthy foods forever. You don't. You just have to make sure that you have an established good relationship with food and that you're not using food to fill different voids in your life. Another thing that I highly recommend doing, there's been a ton of studies. (laughs) There's one called, is food porn making you fat? And it's proven to be a thousand percent true. So I highly recommend unfollowing foodie accounts on Instagram. Or if you don't want to unfollow them, you can simply mute the account. If you go to their page, hit the dots at the top, you can mute them. You can still be following them. That way you don't lose them forever. And then once you have a better relationship with food, once you've worked on it for a few months, you can go back and you can unmute those accounts. But again, the whole out of sight, out of mind thing, I can a thousand percent guarantee you that if you are slightly hungry or slightly craving something, and then you look at one of those foodie accounts and you see this big slice of pizza or this sushi boat or salty snacks or this big thing of, you know, sour gummies and you suddenly are craving that and then you just feel like you have to have it where 10 minutes before you weren't craving that or you weren't thinking about it at all. So if that is a source or a trigger for you, I highly recommend, like I said, clicking that that mute button, or just simply unfollowing those accounts. The same goes for Pinterest. The same goes for Facebook. The same goes for watching weird eating videos on YouTube, whatever you guys are into. I just, I know that it will make your life a lot better because to be honest, who is really gaining anything from looking at sushi boats? Because not many people. So another tip is to change your scenery. So if you are at home and you're bored, obviously you're going to start craving things. You're going to start 
eating things that you might not have planned for the day. So go out, go run errands, chew gum, drink water, the whole cliche nine yards when it comes to cravings. And then if you have a late night craving like the rest of us, wash your face, put your nighttime serum on, brush your teeth. It can really help when it comes to combating those late night cravings. So I know I threw a lot of information out at you guys in relatively short amount of time, but like I said, cravings is the number one thing that was mentioned in my Why My Diet Fails post on Instagram. So I wanted to go through and again, give you guys the answer that I think you deserve when it comes to something so psychological as cravings, because that's what it is. It is a very psychological feeling in our bodies and something that we feel that we need to give into. You're not going to die if you don't get give into cravings, but you feel like you're going to die and that's a problem. So I just wanted to sit down and help you guys from a few different sources. So we talked about Thomas DeLauer's video. He did a great job. We talked about a few different medical studies and then my personal tips on how to combat cravings and just reduce them overall. So I hope you guys liked this episode and I will see you over in episode 13.